Welcome everyone to the Oved Radaf Yomi Shi'ur. Today's Shi'ur is Daf Lamid Hey. We will begin on Daf Lamid Dalid Amurbet at the Mishnah, the bottom Mishnah. Mishnah says as follows: Natnu b'migdal ve'avad hamafteach. What happens if a person put his eruv in a migdal in a closet? Which is locked. The Avadam Avdech, he lost the key. Is it good or not? Gemara says, Hareze Eruv, according to Tanakama. Rabbi Rezid Omer, Im Enu Yodea Hashem Avdech, Bimkomo. The person doesn't know that the key is wherever it is. Enu Eruv, it's not an Eruv. We will see what this means. When it says the person doesn't know if the Eruv is in his place. Um, some explain that this means that if he knows where it is, but just, just he forgot where he put it, then it's fine. But if he doesn't know where he, he doesn't he doesn't know he lost it. If it's if it's actually lost, then it's gone. But if if it's so, if he knows he put it someplace, but he forgot where he put it, then it would be good. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Says the Gemara. Ve'amai, why is it good? Hu makom echad ve'eruv makom achad. He's in one place, and his eruv is someplace else, right? He can't get to it. So why is it called a good eruv? Rav Ushmol, the army travel. They both say, "Hacham emegdal shalivanim askinon." Here we're talking about a closet. That was made out of bricks. We'll see why in a second. Vermeer he, and it's going like a mayor who holds that you could break through and take it. Since you can break through the, the closet and take it, therefore it's fine. Now, why are you allowed to break the closet? Satum, if you have a closed house and it's full of perot, and it got opened on Yom Tov, you could take fruit out from the opening. We don't say what's in there was mukseh. Even though it was locked up, you couldn't get it. You could break open and take it. So you see, Remeir allows breaking open. So if we say Remeir allows breaking open, then he'll allow breaking open this closet, and therefore you are in the same makom as your Eruv. Break it hmm. on Shabbat. You could break it. Well, he's talking about Yom Tov. And therefore, they're just sitting there. And that's why he allows you to take the bricks off. But, if the bricks were cemented, he wouldn't let. So why did he let over here by the closet? We're also talking about a case where the closet was made out of bricks that was not cemented. And that's why he allowed to do it. Ask the Gemara, the Amar Abzeir, Dinu Abzeir, say, 
Yom Tov Amnu, Avalo B'Shabbat. Like, like Binyamin just said, we only do allow this on Yom Tov. But on Shabbat, it's not allowed. And if it's only allowed on Yom Tov, the reason why it would be allowed on Yom Tov is because, what's the difference between Yom Tov, right? You can't break things on Yom Tov either. But on Yom Tov, you're allowed to do things for Ochel Nefesh. But here, it wouldn't be allowed. How can I be Yom Tov? And Mara says, okay. Our Mishnah was talking about a Yom Tov Eruf. And therefore, it's fine. Says the Gemara, Mihachi. Hainu Tani Allah in Bi'ir Avad Eruvo Erva. I'm sorry. And he says that if you lost the key in the city, it's a good eruv. You lost it in the field, it's not a good eruv. If it's talking about Yom Tov, what's the difference? Wherever it is, you're allowed to carry it. So how could you answer me? That our whole Mishnah is referring to a Yom Tov. On Yom Tov, nobody would care where it lost. You should be able to carry it there anyway. So why would this bright that talking about our Mishnah say that there's a difference where you're carrying it to? Answers the Gemara, Chasure Mechsure Vahachitana. You're right. There's missing words in the Brisa. And the Brisa should read like this. If you put the Eruv in a closet and you locked it and lost the key, this is a good Eruv. I mean, when are these words said? But on Shabbat it's not. What, right? If they found the key, Ben Bi'ir Ben Bisadeh, whether it's in the city or the field, the Blazer says, Ba'ir, no, no, I'm sorry, and it's no good. Because you can't carry the key there. The Blazer says, Ba'ir, Ervoir, Ruf, Bisadeh, and Ervoir, Ruf. Why is the difference? Why is that? Ba'ir, Ervoir, Ruf, Kirbishimon, Damar, Echad Gagot, Vechad Chasirot, Vechad Kapapov, Shudechad, Lekinim, Shatubatokan. We had this before in Shabbat. This rabbi holds that you could carry through rooftops and chatzers and kapafs. You could carry anything through these things. Anything that, that anything that started Shabbat in those things are allowed to be carried through it. And therefore, the, the key is in one of those things. You could, if you're in a city, you could carry through those areas. Right? But if it's in the field, you're stuck. Why? Because you can't. That's going like the Rabbanan. Now, why are we saying it's going like the Rabbanan? Now, the reason why we said it's the Rabbanan because it's a machloket, whether or not a person who finds tefillin in the street, how you can move it. Could you move it on Shabbat? In the Shut Rabim. One rabbi says that you're allowed to move it less than four amot in order to move it. You stop every four amot. Rabbanan do not let. So our Mishnah, which is saying that you can't carry a key through a sadeh, is going like Rabbanan that even for a mitzvah they won't let you do it. Okay. That's all one explanation. It says the Gemara, 
Rabbi Rabbi Yosef the Amri Chavayu. You don't have to learn like the other rabbis that were talking about an f- unusual type of uh, closet that's made out of bricks. I could even tell you that ours one's talking about one that's made out of wood. Like normal. And still there's a machloka tanakama to be a desert. Why? Mor savar kelihu. One holds that it's a keli. Ve'en binyan bekelim ve'en stira bekelim. Does we have a rule? Some rabbis hold. Ve'en binyan stira bekelim. You can't there's no issue of binyan sida, and therefore cracking it open would not be a problem. Would not be a steer problem, and you're allowed to crack it open on Shabbat. The other one holds Rabbi Elazar holds it is an oil, and since it's an oil, it's like a building. Since Rabbi Elazar holds it's a building, therefore it's 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 actually like it's built into the ground according to Rabbi Elazar. It has a dean like a house. And just like a house, you're not allowed to break the house down on Shabbat. So to this, you're not allowed to break it on Shabbat. That's why he doesn't let you get the. That's why you can't get the eruv from it on Shabbat. And that's why the. That's why the eruv is not a good eruv. This way, we don't have to say it's talking about um, Yom Tov. We can say it's talking about Shabbat. But machloket binyan usira bekelim. We plug to the Hani Tanaim. They're going with the argument of the following Tanaim. The Tanaim we learned in the Mishnah. Notice we're saying that the Tanaim of our Mishnah. Are going like other Tanaim. Tanaim we learned in the Mishnah. Hikish al Gabe Sheda Teva Mukdal. Now we're talking about a Zav. We mentioned a Zav earlier. A Zav is a guy who has a certain emission come out of him and becomes Tameh. And he could also make other things Tameh Beheset. Let's say a guy knocked into a Sheda Teva Mukdal. A guy knocked into a closet. So he moved it. Timein, he made the closet tameh. The guy's a zav, he made the closet tameh. Rabbi Nechemia, Rabbi Shimon, Mitarim, they say it's tower. My love, let's assume, Bahakam Evlagi. Mor Savar Kelihu, the one who says that it's tameh, says it's a keli, and that's why a keli could always get tameh. Mor Savar, the other rabbi holds oil, he holds it in oil. And if he holds it in oil, it's like a, a, a building. Buildings don't get tameh, and therefore, that's why it doesn't get moved. So we see that the machlokin in our Mishnah between the rabbi who's letting Rebbe Leza who's not letting is holding its oil and Tanakama who's letting the Eruv work is holding it's not an oil. That's why you're allowed to break it. And so clean. How could you explain like that? Doesn't it say Vatanya Ohel Viniset Tameh If you have uh, a tent and he moves it it's tameh keli if you have a utensil and it doesn't move tahor tahor meaning if a zav hits a keli and it doesn't move it's tahor v'ketani sefer and the sefer says if they get moved they're tameh right and that's even according to Rebbe Of the original brighter, we said when the is saying if it gets moved, it's tahor, it's tameh. So he said, "Machmat kocho tameh." I'm saying, "Zeaklal." He said, "Machmat kocho tameh." Machmat raada tahor. If it moves because he hit it, then it's tameh. If it moved because he of the vibrations, then it's tahor. So what do we see from here? 
you see that even a tent could get tameh when a zav moves it. So don't tell me that the machloket between these two rabbis, Rav Nechemia and Tanakama, is whether or not it's uh, uh, the Shedat is called Ohel. Because even if it is an Ohel, the rabbis say that if you move it, it's Tameh. So that can't be what it is. El Amar Really, Rather, Abayah says the following. Tikul Alma Heset Machmat Kochot Everyone holds that if you cause it to move because you hit it, move meaning move an inch, move away from where it was originally, it was in spot A and now it's somewhere else when you're finished, that's called moving it. Everyone agrees that's Tahor. I'm sorry, that's Tameh. Machmat Ra'ada Tahor. Everyone agrees that even if it's a, if it's a utensil, if it moves because Ra'ada, because you vibrated it, you didn't hit it. You just caused it to vibrate. No. The Hacha, everyone agrees that's Tahor. Meaning if you just walk past it and by banging on the floor you cause it to vibrate and move, that we don't care about that. Here we're talking about it vibrated because you hit it. So again, let's separate the three things. There's, there's a Zav going and moving it. If the Zav made it move, of course it's Tameh. Then there's another case that's always Tahor. If the Zav made it move, but not because he hit it directly, it's for sure Tahor. What's, what's the Machloket? The Zav made it vibrate because he hit it. So he hits it, which... The previous case was Tamer because it moved. Here it didn't move. It's still in the same spot after you finish where it was before, but it, but it shook. Okay. Now what's the halakha? Mor savar haveset. Tanakama holds, he, he, he vibrated it, so therefore it's asur. Mor savar And the other one says, it doesn't, it doesn't move. Okay, so now we just got rid of this thing. We can't say that the machlok in our Mishnah is about that, Right? So what's the, we're back to the question, what's the machloket of our Mishnah about Eruv talking about? They both understand it as follows. We're talking about a lock that is tied with a rope. And the rope is a very thick rope, which can't be untied. It needs to be sawed off or cut off with a knife. Ubai sakina lemifsika. You need a serrated knife to cut to cut it because it's a very strong rope. Tanaka masavar kebiosi damad. He holds like Rebiosi, who says that no keli is mukse on Shabbat, and therefore the knife is not mukse on Shabbat. You could pick up a knife to go cut it. Since I could pick up a knife to go cut it, therefore it's not considered mukse. Right. I can get in because I can take a knife to move it. The only thing that's asur to move is something that's made only for, for your job that people put aside, like like a, a, a woodmaker's saw, a woodchopper's saw, double two-handed saw, or the, the plow of a, of a plowman, the piece of the plow, the one that goes through the ground, that metal piece, that no one will let anyone touch. But if you're talking about um, a regular knife, you're allowed to move it, so you should be allowed to cut it according to Tanakama. And that's why the Eruv is in the, in the closet because you can just cut the rope. Right? Even 
a talit or a spoon, and nitlin you can only use it for the normal use. And since the normal use of a knife is not to cut ropes, knives are to cut food, Rebbe holds, you can't move and clean ital, right? You can only move it for what it's supposed to be used for. And therefore, you can't move a knife to cut the rope. And therefore, what's locked in the what's locked in the closet cannot be taken out on Shabbat. And that's why it's, that's why the Eruv is not a good Eruv. Hmm? question comes up okay let's see the Mishnah says the Mishnah let's say you had an Eruv and it's sitting fine you have your jar of peanut butter sitting there and it rolls outside of the Tehum the jar of peanut butter rolled outside the Tehum now you're in trouble your Eruv is too far you're only allowed to put the Eruv in the Tehum in the 2000 Amot and that will allow you to carry out to 4,000 amot. But what happens if your Eruv with your peanut butter is 2,003 amot or 2,010 amot now? Then you can't get to your Eruv. Now what? Or, Nafal Alav Gal, or it's in the Eruv, but a pile of rocks from a wall landed on it. And now you can't get to it. On the Slav. Or there was a fire in the area, like in California, and it burnt it. Okay. Tiruma, or it was Tiruma peanut butter. Vinit met, and it got time, and now no one could eat it. Because you can't eat Tamet Tiruma. Maybe Odium, if it got time on Friday, before it got dark, and no Eruv, you have no Eruv, and you can't carry the 4,000. Meshechashecha, if it after, it did it after it got dark, meaning it's already after. It's still a good Eruv because we, we, we measure it from Ben Hashem like was mentioned earlier. And therefore, Ben Hashem is still good, so it's fine. What about Im Safek? What if you come after someone, you, you, your daughter comes the next morning and she tells you, I just saw that your jar of peanut butter got tameh, or your jar of peanut butter rolled out of the Eruv. And he said, Well, when did it happen? She says, I don't know. I just saw it there now. I have no idea if it happened Ben Hashem or not. Now what do you do? Then you have a machloket. Remary, who do omrim chamad gamal. Remary, who to say you're a donkey driver and a camel driver. That's not a good thing, by the way, to be a donkey driver, camel driver, because the donkeys, you have to walk behind the donkey, and a camel, you walk in front of the camel. And if you have a donkey and a camel, you're stuck. You can't really lead them so good. Okay? And we're telling you the same thing over here. According to your Mary and Behuda, if you don't know for sure, you're in hot water. Uh-huh. Why are you in hot water? Let me explain to you why. When we're making an Eruv over here, you are, let's say you live in Deal. Okay? Now, if you're in Deal, if you go north, you go to Long Branch. I think it's north, let's say. North, you go to Long Branch. Mm-hmm. If you go south, okay, then you're going to Allenhurst. Okay? Good. Now, assuming this is not a true case, because in Deal there's pretty much houses, but let's say there weren't so many houses, there's less houses in Deal, they decided to get rid of some of the houses, and now you need you can only stay either in Deal, Deal is one city, and you you need, and there's 2,000 or more to get, it's let's say 4,000 or more to get to Long Branch, 
and it's 2,000 or more that way to get to Allenhurst. Good. So now you have to decide before Shabbat which way you want to go. If you want to use the 2,000 Amot to go south, you can go to Allenhurst. If you want to go to Long Branch, you'll have to put an Eruv at 1999 Amot north, which will allow you to go there, and then from there, 2,000 Amot will get you to Long Branch. Beautiful. But you have to pick a choice. You can't go visit some friends in Long Branch and the same Shabbat go to the friends in Allenhurst. Because if you put the Eruv at 1999, that means you're you're living at 1999 north and from there you can't get to Allenhurst because mm-hmm. Allenhurst is the other way and you, you decided you, you, you only could get to Allenhurst if you're living in Deal yeah. good okay beautiful now this guy is in hot water why? because since he's a Safek so if he decides you know something I'm going to visit my friends in Allenhurst let's say no we won't let you go to Allenhurst why not? I mean my roof is no good but maybe your roof is good and if your roof is good you can't go to Allenhurst and if you decide to visit your friends in Long Branch, they'll say, well, you can't, maybe your is no good. Maybe you can't go to Long Branch. Oh. So you can go visit nobody. You're a Chamar Gamal, according to Rameir and Rehuda. You're a Chamar Gamal, and you can't go not to Long Branch and not to Allenhurst. Oh. You're in really trouble. You'd be better off with no Eruv. If no Eruv, you could go to Allenhurst. But now that you have a Safek Eruv, you can't go not to Allenhurst and not to Long Branch. Good. Says Gamal. That's according to Mary Mehuda. If you have a safek about Eruv, safek and you could use the Eruv, and you could go to Long Branch. No, you can't go to Alnhurst. It's kosher. You can only go to Long Branch, you can't go to Alnhurst. Good. And Heid, Abestablus, Heid, Mishum, Chamishazakim, Abutumus. What? Abutumus testified the name of five big rabbis. It's a fake Eruv Kasher like Abiyosi and Rabbi Shimon. Okay? So far, so clear. Ask the Gemara the following question. We are talking about it. It's rolling out of the Tchum. That's only if it rolled more than four Amot out of the city. So in our case, we have the Eruv getting you to Long Branch, right? Mm-hmm. And you put it at 1999 Amot, safe. And it rolled out to 2001. If it rolls out to 2001, you're still good. Why? Because it's within four Amot of 2000. But if it's 2005, that's where it's a problem. Because it's five Amot out. But th- up to four Amot is good. We have a rule. They always have four Amot in each direction. And therefore, it's okay. Said the Mishnah, Nafala of Gal. We had a case that if a... If uh, uh, a pile of stones fall on it, we, it was machloket, right? No, if a pile of stones fell on it, it was no good if it was during the day. So it's the Gemara. Kasal kadaitach. What? Hold on. So it says the Gemara. Now, now follow of Gal. Kasal kadaitach di We thought we're talking about a case over here where the guy could grab it from under the 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 rubble and he could uh, he'd be able to get the stuff out. So Mora says if so, that means the mission is not Rebbe. The Iker Rebbe who Rebbe holds 
and anything is the only suit of banan, the rabbi is allowed to do Ben Hashemashot. And since we're talking here about Ben Hashemashot, who cares that something's on it? If you're allowed to pull it out without any Isur de Oraita, it should be okay. The Iruv should be okay, Ben Hashemashot. Mar says, no. I feel it's a Rebbe. A Mishnah could really be Rebbe. Lotzricha, Debai Mara Vechatzina. The case here is that you need, a, you need a rock, you need a shovel to get it out of the rocks. And if you need a shovel, then you're doing Isur de Oraita, and even Rebbe won't let you get it out on Shabbat, and that's why the Iruv is no good. Now, why is it a problem to use the shovel on Shabbat? Midoraita. So the Ritva holds that you're doing binyan or choresh or plowing. Could be that it's like plowing. Unclear. Okay. So that's about Vitzrichi. The Gemara is asking an unspoken question when we get to Vitzrichi. Vitzrichi, we want to know what do I need both cases for? Why do I need the case of rolling out and the case of being covered by, uh, by rocks? If we told me the rolling out case that the peanut butter jar rolled out, you know why it's no good in that case? Because you can't get to it. But when the, when the rocks fall where it's right next to you, you just can't get it. I would have thought maybe that's a good idea because it's here. Yeah, I can't get to it, but it's at least here. If I were to tell you only the case of falling on it, that's because it's covered. But if it's rolled out, Maybe a wind will come and roll it back in. And therefore, maybe it's still okay. Maybe it will be still a good roof. So, that's why we need both cases. Now, the Mishnah says, We're on the bottom line now of Daf Lamid Hey, Amud Aleph. We said if it got burnt in a forest fire, it's. Why do we need two examples of that? Now, the Gemara, the, Mish, the Gemara is obviously putting the, the four cases into two categories. There's two categories of inaccessible ones, where it's either rolled out of the tchum or it got covered by rocks. Those are inaccessible. The, the peanut butter is delicious, but it's inaccessible. Mm-hmm. And then there's two cases of inedible. One is it got tameh, and one is got burnt. The Gemara wants to know, first we ask, what do we need the two of the inaccessible ones, and now we're asking, what do we need the two of the inedible, accessible but inedible ones? Okay, says the Gemara. What do we need both for? Tana Nisraf. We said the case of burnt to show you how powerful Rabbi how strong Rabbi is about his opinion. That when Rabbi says it's okay, right? that you could use it, even if it's burnt, you could use it. It's a chidush, right? The Rabbi is saying that if you're not sure when it burnt, even though it's going to completely gone and burnt up, Rabbi Yossi will still let you do it. Okay? Tana Truma Benetmet, we said the case of Truma, the Gatameh, that even though the Eruv is still around, he still will be machmir and say that if you're not sure, you can't use it. Ask the Gemara, is your mayor always hold that this effect on a, on a case like this is you be machmir? I'll show you a Mishnah in Mikvaot that will show your mayor's makel. Now, before I tell you the Mishnah, you need to know that we have a general rule that Stam Mishnah, Rabbi Meir, if you have a Mishnah that's written Stam, Without saying who the author is, we know it's Rabbi Meir. So listen to this Mishnah. 
But now we learned in the Mishnah, Tameh Shiravitbol. If you have a Tameh guy who went to the mikveh to dip, Safek Tavah Safek Lotavah. We don't know if he went in all the way or not. Even he went in all the way. Safek Tavah Baramim Zavak Lotavah. Safek if the mikveh is the right shiur or not. Another case, or a third possible doubt case. You have two mikvehs. One has four, one has the shiur, one doesn't have the shiur, right? But Tavah Bacham, he dipped in one of them. He doesn't know which one he dipped in. His safek is Tameh. We assume he's Tameh. He started off Tameh. We assume he stays Tameh. I mean, one of these words said, that's only on a Deoraita Tumah. For example, what's a Tumah Kala? That's only Dirabanan. Keep going. Number one. If a guy ate Tameh, Ochil Tameh. He's only Tameh Dirabanan. Midoraita. Ochil can't make a person Tameh. Or a guy drank tamer liquid can't make you tamer midoraita. The rabbis say that if you if you uh, put drawn water on you, you become tamer. Or it fell on your head three lug of maim shuvim. He goes to the mikveh to get out of it. We don't know if he went in. I feel to even went in safek. Or if you have two mikveot. He went to one of them. You don't know which one he went to. In this case, but you see, Rameir, who's the first one, was being lenient in this case. So you see that in the Rabbanan cases, he's lenient. So why, in our Gemara, did Rameir be Machman and say, if you're not sure if the Eruv got burnt, you can't eat it? Mara says, no, I'll tell you why. That's because Rameir holds that the law of Tchum Shabbat is Midoraita. And if he holds Midoraita from the Pasuk of Ish, I think there's a Pasuk that says Ish, something like that. So since he holds Midoraita, that's why he doesn't let. Ask the Gemara, Visavar. No, I can no, I can tell you. Doraita. Does Rameir really hold that Tchum is Doraita? We're talking over here about measuring. Okay? Now, we're talking about measuring the Tchum Shabbat. Let's say you have a guy. Imagine a guy on two mountains, Benjamin. Okay? And he wants to measure his Tchum. Now, the normal way to measure a tchum is to take a, a, a tape measure, leave it on the floor, and when it goes 2,000 or more, that's, that's when you're good. However, on a mountain, that would be very, very strict. Because if you put a tape measure on the ground, you're not measuring how far it's going. You're measuring the, the incline of the mountain. So you, you, it's gonna be, you won't, you'll only be able to get down the mountain. You won't be able to get across. I want to be able to go across because I want to be able to measure 2,000 amot straight. And therefore, the measure to do it, the way to do it, is lahavlio, which is, you have one guy stand on one mountain, another guy stand on the other mountain, and have a rope, and let him hold the ropes. This way, I don't have to go down and up. 
I don't have to let the rope go down and up, which will be much longer. It'll already be 2001. When I get down here, it'll already be 2001. I just put it across the other side of the mountain. Have to imagine two mountains right next to each other, right? I could count 2001 going straight across. I might be able to get past the other mountain. And if I was going up and down these steep mountains, I might not even be able to get down the mountain for 2001. Okay? Good. So you're allowed to Mavdiyo. Now, what happens? Let's say it's too far, you can't do it. Bezu, Amar Rabdostia, Beriani, Amar Mishimon, Shamati, Shemikadim Baharim. I heard that you could push the mountains, you could pierce through the mountains. What does that mean, pierce through the mountains? You look at the, at the mountain as if there was a tunnel going through it. That's why you can measure through from one side to the other. If you held the Chumino Deoraita, would they allow you to, to do the piercing? That's a very lenient, big leniency. You can't do piercing. You can't do it by ear maklat, because there's a rule by ear maklat that you have to measure by an ear maklat 2,000 amot outside the city, right? Mm-hmm. And the 2,000 amot outside the city, you're not allowed to kill the guy in. Since that's a Doraita law, we don't let you measure the 2,000 amot out of the city using this piercing method, right? Also with a galarufa, galarufa, we have to measure to the nearest town, right? To see where, wh- which rabbis have to come and do the Igla Arufa ceremony. Now, when we're measuring that, if we have a mountain towards one of the towns, we're not allowed to use the piercing method over there, because that's a Deoraita, right? Right? We don't use this by, by Torah things. So now, if Rameir is the one who holds Tichumin Deoraita, then how come in the Mishnah... Which we assume is Remeir. We don't let we don't let piercing. We should let the piercing go. Says the Gemara. No, Lo Kasha. That's not a question. In a Mishnah, he's saying his own opinion. In the thing where he said no, he's referring the piercing at the opinion of the Chachamim who held the Doraita. De Kanami, I prove to you. Dictani, because it says, Bizu Amar Abdoste Bar Yanai Mishum Remeir. Shamati Shemekadimari. I heard that Remeir holds that you can do the piercing. So we see from here that Remeir himself holds it. It is Mide Rabbanan. I'm sorry. Remeir says Shamati. Sorry. Remeir says, I heard. That means only, only his rabbis are saying you could do the piercing. But Remeir himself held it's Doraita and he wouldn't let the piercing. Okay? We're going to stop over here. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen. Amen.